0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to getting to know you this week. Our guest is Rana Altenberg, Associate Vice President of um, Public Affairs. Is that right, Rana? Yes, at Marquette University, um, and a longtime parishioner, Rana. Also, I'm not sure if she remembers this, but it was kind of integral to uh, myself and my family becoming part of subs. So she gave us our first tour uh, um, uh, of the school when we were when Maria was a little girl, and was so kind and sold it very
1: well. Here we are still. So, of course, I remember that. That's I take great pride in that. So, yes. <laughs> I take pride in bringing the Metz family to St. Sebastian's and just a bit of gratitude to your wife because she was instrumental in teaching my daughters as well when they were at So
0: I mean, that's the faith, right? We just keep helping each other out, right? Right. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Thanks for doing this today. Appreciate it.
1: Sure. Happy to do it. How are you? I'm awesome. Very blessed during this Lenten season, yeah. even more conscious of that and- Jeff and I went to mass uh, yesterday and it was so great to see all the students and family members and Father Peter Patrick just does such a wonderful job. We're so blessed to have him as our pastor and it's just great to to begin the Lenten season that way.
0: It it was for me, too. I was at um, uh, yesterday evening's mass uh, with um, someone I'm doing adult confirmation with. And the church was full. And with the mask mandate, you know, optional now, it's like, oh, there's a little bit of hope.
1: (laughs) Yes, there's a lot of hope. We have have a lot of hope. So,
0: yes. A lot of hope. Yeah. Um, So uh, I'm sure a lot of people in the community know you and Jeff well. But if anyone doesn't tell us about uh, uh, who you are.
1: Well, uh, I guess kind of going back to the beginning, I'm one of five siblings. I grew up mostly in the Chicago area. My parents, uh, people find this interesting. My parents are both from Baghdad, Iraq. So, um, my mom and dad were, are both, well, my dad passed, but my mom and dad were educated as physicians, medical doctors there. Um, and then in the Vietnam era, the U.S. was, Uh, had a shortage of doctors. And so uh, my parents uh, came to the United States. My sister was born in Iraq. My mom was eight months pregnant with me. So when they landed in New York, so I am the first uh, one born in the U.S., uh, first American in our family. Um, uh, Yeah. Uh, So I was born in Yonkers, New York. Can't get much more American than that. I (laughs) Um, I also uh, graduated. uh, I mean, I graduated from mostly Catholic schools. I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, um, and of course, uh, Catholic college at Marquette. Um, My only exception to school was I I did my master's at at Northwestern. Um, But I married Jeff in 1991, and he's also a product of Catholic education. So he and I both really feel strongly about um, having uh, our kids be, um, be the beneficiaries of Catholic education and, and as a consequence, they went to saints, both our daughters went to St. Sebastian's and to DSHA and Marquette University. And so, uh, it's come full circle. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I can't, I can't be more proud of our, our daughters. I mean, they, they really got the, um, a wonderful education at St. Sebastian. Um, they were so well prepared for high school and their high school education was exemplary and, and both have excelled in, in college and, and beyond. So and what, are,
0: what are they doing now?
1: Uh, well, Hannah is um, a lead marketing specialist at um, a, a startup that was um, spun out of Harley Davidson. She's She's part of a company called Serial S E R I A L Mm one. Serial one is an electric bicycle company and it's powered by Harley Davidson. And she's now living in Salt Lake City and, you know, living the dream, (laughs) Uh, you know, and, uh, she's doing great. And, uh, Sophia is a third year dental student at Marquette Dental School. And I would just say both of our girls, uh, are really committed to, um, you know, you know, having careers that, you know, improve society that contribute positively either to the environment or to overall health and safety. Uh, And they um, are also really women who believe in, in serving their communities wherever they are. And, um, and I think that that grounding comes from their, their faith, um, our home life, in that regard, but also from their schooling. And, and their education
0: I agree it's definitely a, a part of their faith but I, w- I would give you and Jeff credit I mean your family has definitely instilled a, uh, an, an outward focus uh, um, uh, of service and um, I would I would be remiss to not say uh, Jeff is going to give the soup and substance uh, talk uh, not next week but the week after um, and and just you uh, your the disposition of your family is inspiring to to other people because you have done so much in the community. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you. I'm not sure my girls would ever give me, you know, mother, mother of the year award, but you know, (laughs) it made them stronger. They, they know, they know how to take care of themselves and their dad is, is equally uh, engaged. And he, he more than I, you know, really enjoys the microphone and this kind of stuff. So you'll you'll, you'll do better with him. I'm a little more behind the scenes.
0: It so. is. It, I, I have to a little a little behind the scenes. I asked Jeff if he would do an interview, and we I think we are recorded the next day. And you and I have been talking for months trying to get this on the books.
1: <laughs> yes, he he uh, he's he's great. Everybody loves when when Jeff is in the picture. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Me one, too. One, one, <laughs> Wonderful family, and uh, uh, I'm sorry. You can go on with. Um, uh, we we're talking about your daughters, and I interrupted you.
1: That's okay. Uh, I and now I work at. Uh, you know, I my career has mostly been in in um, government and community affairs. When we got married, uh, Jeff and I we first settled in Washington D.C. Actually, Hannah was born there. Uh, we lived there for five years, and that's really where I learned to. Uh, lobby and, and work as a consultant in, in the government affairs world. um, You know, Marquette uh, basketball was on, you know, in its kind of rebirth at the time and, and the Packers were rallying and, and it's super bowl contenders and cable really wasn't great then. So Jeff was very committed to having us move back here. And so uh, we left Washington and moved to Milwaukee. And I was fortunate enough, um, Marquette was one of my clients when I was working in Washington. And I was able to, uh, when Father Wild became president, come and work for him in-house at Marquette. And I've been here now 25 years at Marquette in essentially the same role in government and community affairs. And I, that's just a, a blessing in, in so many ways. You know, um one, I get to have a it's a great job where I get to in- interact with so many different people. Um I still get to go to Washington quite a bit and um Madison and and work with the city really closely. Um I I get to serve on a number of community boards. Uh uh Near West Side Partners is is one that I help found and I I chair that board. Um, and Marquette's really committed to this, to our, our neighborhood, our near West side neighborhood, which is actually adjacent to, uh, Washington park and Washington Heights. Um, Can you share about the
0: Northwest partners, if it, anyone isn't familiar.
1: Sure. Near West side partners is, uh, it was created really Dr. Mike Lovell, president of Marquette, um, had, uh, Wanted to uh, engage. He's really big on community engagement and corporate partnerships and community partnerships and having Marquette, you know, be more uh, intentional with its 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 anchor role in in the city. Yeah. And uh, so we partnered with Harley Davidson and Molson Coors, uh, Advocate Aurora Health, and the Forest County Pottawatomie through their Potawatomi Business Development Corporation um, we're the five major anchors of what constitutes, uh, the near West side of Milwaukee. So the border of that is, you know, on the East it's I-94 on the West it's highway 175 on the South it's uh, I-94 and then, um, uh, I-43 on the East, sorry. And then, um, and then the North it's essentially Highland fleet, um, area. And, you know, it's seven distinct neighborhoods, uh, But we are all, you know, we we call ourselves a neighborhood of neighborhoods, and uh, we work together in in really four areas: um, safety and and community uh, well-being, housing and resident engagement, uh, uh, community wellness uh, from a healthcare perspective, uh, so physical health, mental health. and then commercial corridor development, trying to bring uh, new businesses and resources to to the neighborhood and to the community.
0: Yeah, it's cool. It's it's a neat it's a neat uh, collaboration. Um, you've done so much in your professional career. What uh, I'm putting you on the spot here, but it, tell me something you're really proud of that you've been able to, to work on or establish.
1: Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot of uh, areas that I could point to. Uh, you know, that I'm personally proud of, but I, I, you know, I would be remiss um, in not acknowledging that whatever I've been able to do, I've, I've had either a team of people behind me, in front of me, alongside me. And so, um, but collectively, a a number of us have worked really hard to help reposition. I think Marquette in the city of Milwaukee as a, a real critical anchor and just describing you know, our role with Near West Side Partners, that's that's certainly something we can all be proud of. And I'm especially honored to to lead that effort. Um, another, you know, more specific and uh, is um, Marquette's uh, dental school. Uh, when Father Weil became president of Marquette in 1996, the school was on the closure, on the verge of closure. Mm. And now um, through his leadership and, and subsequently um, other leaders at Marquette and especially the Dean of the dental school, Dr. Bill, Lobb, uh, we've been able to reposition it as a real critical state resource where the state's only dental school and you know, 80, 70 to 80% of any dentist in Wisconsin is a Marquette dental alone. Hopefully, You go to a Marquette dentist. Um, and, uh, and, I do. Uh, I go to a market. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's a, a real important resource for our state and yeah. our community. And then um, and just uh, you know, more recently, um uh, you know, being involved in um helping to really strengthen Marquette's relationship with indigenous communities yeah. uh in our state. Um uh so uh, can
0: I interrupt I can- you for a second? I am um, sure. I uh this, was the, this is the cover of the Marquette Tribune, but I think it's in the journal Sentinel too. This is the new seal that came out. I just thought it was cool. I didn't want to spend a ton of time on it, but um, you were, I was reading about it and saw that you kind of headed up the committee to reestablish that. And that was to try to bring some more dignity and honor to, to the seal and the people that it represents, right?
1: Correct. I chaired I, I the uh, effort that Dr. Lovell had um, uh, asked us to uh, work with Native American students and the Native American uh, community, and uh, our internal stakeholders, and you know, very importantly, the the Jesuits, the Jesuit community, yeah. and to really achieve the um, appropriate balance of of what um, the seal should represent and reflect as Marquette's mission, and uh, that's been that was a um, it's actually a little bit more of a difficult uh, task. Uh, it's hard to get a lot into a small space yes. uh, and get um, agreement on what that looks like. But I think, um, despite the the time that it took, I think I think we got it right, and yeah. uh, and everyone seems to uh, be proud of it. And most importantly, the two the two stakeholder groups, the Society of Jesus, um, our, our local Jesuit community, and um, our Indigenous partners, uh, I think, uh, are, are satisfied. It's
0: great. It's great. Thank you. Um, uh,
1: and I just th- want to clarify, it's an update. It's not a change. It's just oh. updating the seal. Yes,
0: yeah. I'm glad to clarify that. <laughs> uh, someone connected to the Marquette community, thank you for all you do uh, uh, for that institution. It's cool. And uh, just the, the presence it is in our city, I think, is really important. So. Um, I want to transition now, um, if if that's good with you, uh, to, to your faith, and uh, I want to talk about your involvement in Subs, but um, uh, begin just kind of asking you a broad question about uh, tell tell I you know we talked to Jeff and kind of heard about your family's um, faith life a little bit, but t- but you talk about your commitment and what faith has meant to you a little bit.
1: Sure. Well, my faith is uh, a grounding force in my daily life. You know my. As I mentioned, you know, my parents are from um, the Middle East and um, and they were always Catholic. And so being Catholic in the Middle East meant you were really committed to your faith. And uh, so you was a big part of my life growing up and um, very important, um, you know, as, um, you know, being in a um, more of an immigrant family uh, where, uh, English wasn't the first language spoken in the house or the only language spoken in the house. And uh, we had lots of relatives who would come to stay with us uh, as they transition from their lives there to a, a life in this country. Um, you know, faith was the unifier. Uh, you know, everyone. And it's just it's just an amazing um, connection that that all of us have. Um, and it doesn't really matter where you're from. I, I just always find it so. Fascinating whenever I'm traveling in, in a different city or even in a different country and you go to mass you know you're one community and I just think that that's just an incredible uh it's just incredible um so in my daily life i I'm a big believer in prayer um you know quiet silent prayer for me um and uh you know my favorite prayer is uh, you know the Hail Mary I do try to say the rosary um uh but at least I, I do a lot of Hail Marys all day long. And I will also say uh, St. Anthony never disappoints when we yes. are looking for things. So, But you have to be a believer. You can't just take St. Anthony for granted. And you can't just ask me to be a believer for you. You have to believe, too. Then don't
0: I'll do it. not uh, Headline of this interview, do not take St. Anthony for, for granted. There you I- go. I recently lost my keys in St. Anthony, help, help me out. So
1: That's because um, you're a believer. Absolutely. Believe. <laughs> yes.
0: Can I ask you uh, to just say a little bit more about, I mean, obviously, uh, like, have an immigrant family, uh, being in the Middle East, and what that, like, the culture of being Catholic in that transition, uh, you said it was a unifier. Can you just say a little bit more about that?
1: Well, you know, when you, you know, my my name is Rana. Hindo is my maiden name, you know, my, uh, we grew up when we go to school with lunch, it was, you know, Middle Eastern food that was foreign. Now everyone knows what hummus is and, you know, it's a little different, but, you know, back, uh, you know, I'm 55, you know, back in the seventies, nobody really knew where the Middle East was or yeah. what you were. And, um, you know, cause we're, we're pretty fair in our, our, appearance uh, we could assimilate but you know you, you were different you felt different but in church it, it didn't matter like that that to me is what what always struck me and and when I was in college I, I had the opportunity to study abroad in Madrid Spain for a year and through Marquette and also an incredible uh, opportunity and um, and I would go to mass regularly in, in Spain or of course when you're in Europe, you go visit churches all over the place. And uh, just, I don't know, it's just a, a unifier. And, um, and it, it just made it, it felt uh, like home, like you, you belong there. It was a, it created that sense of, of belonging. Yeah. So growing up, you know, with different food and parents who had accents and different names, and um, it, it just, it just helped you assimilate. Mm. It, it was a lot easier for for my family to assimilate than, than perhaps other people yeah, are, awesome. who are coming now from the Middle East who don't maybe have that um, same faith tradition. Um, yeah. they, they experience uh, different yeah. hardships.
0: Now, that makes sense. Uh, that, that word belonging, I think is important. I, uh, I think that is one of the most valuable things about faith is, is that possibility for connection and feeling like you uh, are comfortable somewhere in a place that accepts you. And,
1: and exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. so talk about uh, um, your your kind of relationship with Sebs then as a place that you definitely belong to and uh, uh, you said you've been a prisoner for 25 years did you say
1: uh, yeah I think tw- well we've been at Marquette 25 I've been at Marquette 25 years right? you refer to uh, uh, I think so probably 24-25 years yeah at Sebs um, uh, we were very selective when we uh, when we chose to join saint sebastian's mm-hmm. jeff and i as i mentioned lived in washington dc for the first five years of uh our married life and we would routinely go to uh church at holy trinity in, in georgetown jesuit parish there and it's a great beautiful church and really great and uh okay. we loved going there and then when we bought our first house um in arlington virginia um Jeff had grown up always walking to church. He grew up in Stevens Point and he would walk to church. And he said, well, if we're going to buy a house, we got to be able to walk to church. And we, well, there was no way we could buy a house in Georgetown. So we were going to have to find another church to walk to. And so I was just on the mission to find a house. Um, and then once I found the house, I found, I'm like, oh, there's a church that's close enough that that meets the criteria. So we, we started walking to that church and it turned out to be, It's a very nice church and good community, uh, but really um uh conservative in its approach. And and maybe it's changed since we live there, but they didn't allow women, girls to be altar servers or women on the altar. And you know, like that that was an issue for me. And so uh so we had Hannah baptized. Um in Stevens Point. Um, and when we moved here to Milwaukee, uh, we first lived downtown. And so we, we went, you know, parish hopping, and yeah. we would go to different parishes and churches and kind of uh, check it out. And once we found our parish, then we found our house. Yeah. And so that's how we found steps. And really, our very good friends, Robin and Shelody. Uh, really introduced us to Saint Sebastian's and um and living on the, the west side and so yeah that's how we got there.
0: And what was it when you found SEBS, what was it that like popped for you? What made sense?
1: Uh, on, there's an undeniable sense of community the minute you you enter the parish or the school. And you know uh at that time uh, Hannah was in daycare you know she wasn't school age at that point and Sophia wasn't even born um, and uh, but we could feel the the sense of community and I remember going to uh, one of the masses and um, Bob and Ginny Polly yeah. had just written a song um, for St. Seth's uh, some anniversary or some I can't remember why they wrote the song. It's a beautiful song. And, um, something
0: like uh, planting the seeds of faith. Yes.
1: And I was just like, who does this? Like, this is an amazing place. So, um, you know, we went to auctions and Robin Therese introduced us to a lot of, um, the subs traditions and, uh, and our best friends now are as a result of the very first auction dinner that we, Robin Trees bought that we participated in, and so the Walkers, the Nichols, uh, um, Ninks, and of course, you know, there's lots of other families we're, we're yeah. very close to, yeah. but that was the original auction group. So, right. And we're still, we still, we just, um, uh, we just offered a, another dinner at the auction for this year, so thankfully Good. somebody bought it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, um, I, I had the, um, the pleasure of uh, being the auctioneer this year and it was a blast but it was really funny how you talk about community it like we couldn't people just kept talking and and it was like and it was it was just because it had been two years since anybody had gathered and at first you get a little frustrated then you're like how oh, people are just happy to be together again right. it was really like the spirit was overwhelming how um, much people and, and people stayed late, real late at night, because they just love being together. So, uh, yeah. I definitely uh, second your um, uh, yeah. observation about the community.
1: <laughs> I would also say it was also, and you know, this is twenty plus years ago. Seb's when you when we we first joined, we could feel the commitment to inclusivity, to diversity, not just of of thought and um, socioeconomic status, but just of people in general, and um, and it was, it was everyone was equal, everyone belonged there too, and it was, it was a a, a really welcoming uh community. And I would say, um, that that's that's desired more now, you know, people are trying to be more intentional about that, but Seth's got it way before it was, yeah. It was intentional it was also one of the first places to implement the school of choice program um, we, we didn't have to at the time and and they did and that to me was was quite remarkable um, and i um, uh, I just think um, it the the dynamic between the parish and the school and in the relationship that is so necessary for a successful parish school community has existed at subs for so long and and, you know, as I said at the beginning, we're really so blessed to have Father Peter Patrick because he really, he's a unifier. He is, he's bringing the school and the parish communities together as they should be. And as they had once been.
0: Yeah. And and it's a, like an age-old uh, challenge to parishes to uh, have maybe that possible tension between school and parish. And I, I yeah, I don't feel that uh, at, at, at SEBS. I think it's just such wonderful. And I would echo your uh, sentiments about uh, Father Peter Patrick. You know, they, the theme of the auction was joy. And when I asked um, the chairs, why did you, you, they said, because of Father Peter Patrick, because of his joy. I'm like, right. that's a pretty awesome characteristic to be known by.
1: Right. And he's really hard to say no to. So. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I can say no to. I can say no to to some people, but not him. He's he's a hard one to say no to.
0: Yeah, uh, hence me working at the parish now. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's always better to say yes in life in general. It's always better to get to
0: yes. Uh, yes. Absolutely, yes. Uh, have have the mind frame of yes. Um, anything else you want to say about your parish involvement or your faith? Uh, just
1: uh, just I'm. Uh, because I, I, I see the value of a, of a school like St. Sebastian's in the city of Milwaukee, uh, it, um, it was easy for me to say yes to joining um, the Archbishop's real uh, um, signature initiative um, with Seton Catholic Schools. And I know Subs is not uh, part of Seton yet, uh, but um, but St. Catherine's <laughs> Saint Catherine. is, and yeah. um, and I'm really proud of, of um, of the mission of, of Seton and um, and really trying to make educational access a priority for um, both Catholic and non Catholic families in our city and we all know and you're in education too and as is your wife education is the great equalizer and so to have the opportunity for um, uh, you know a faith based um, education is, is critical, especially for those who, who come from families who struggle. And so I, I just am really proud of, of that opportunity as, as well. Um,
0: I had the I had the opportunity to lead some prayer services at St. Catherine's as part of the Seton School. And it's, I mean, it's it's so cool. And and you know that um it clearly it's not all parishioners there, but mm-hmm. like, isn't that always been the mission of Catholic schools is to educate the people that that come to their door? And uh it's neat to see the growth in faith and and the exploration of that uh when we have our prayer services.
1: Yeah. And you see that in like internationally and you know when you look at missions all around the world including in Iraq my my dad was educated by the new england jesuits who who had a high school there that's why we all had to go to jesuit high school, uh, colleges um and uh um but most of the kids who went to you know it was like an elite boarding school but most of the kids who went there were not catholic um but they all benefited from the american jesuits who who had their mission in Baghdad Yeah.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I don't think we talk about that enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The church does really good work. So.
0: Right. And and I'm a a believer.
1: A lot of times
0: I'm a believer too. But a lot of times the press is about where we slip or where we get things wrong. And I, um, that's part of the reason we're doing these is to say, look at the influence, uh, uh, the, the positive influence. Sometimes we take for granted. I think that that the church and uh, and, the, and the people that are part of the church that are the church uh, do in this world. So um,
1: exactly, so, yeah. yeah. And you know, uh, I appreciate you doing uh, interviews like this because it does give the opportunity for people to be positive about their faith and their connection to subs and to our 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 community and i think that that's great uh we need more of uh we need more believers and people being positive about the role of our 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 parishes and our and and role of faith in our our daily lives
0: thank you uh and it's it's uh it's just about sharing the good news that's what we're trying to do so um amen amen. (laughs) leads me to my last question when you and maybe this is part of your hope what what do you hope for for the future on
1: well, I just hope that uh, on a on a more uh, personal level, that Saint Sebastian's uh, continues to prosper and to to achieve um, all the potential it has. Um, you know, I I'm so grateful that you know when I was a young parent uh, that there were leaders um, that stuck with it and didn't leave the the parish because their kids had gone off to college or to other schools. That's why Jeff is committed to being on parish council. That's why I signed up to be part of Seton. I, I and we we try to do everything we can to support this the the new families and the younger generation of of Sebs parishioners and, and, and given tours.
0: Given tours to new families. <laughs> yeah.
1: Although I have to admit I the students really sell that, you know, so yeah, they do.
0: You're right, they, they do. They do a good job, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I think you're right. Like, uh, the the commitment and the growth, uh, that's a, I know that's a desire of Father Peter Patrick, is like, but and it's been hard with COVID. I mean, there, we, we, took, a, we took a definite um hit in our just uh, participation. That's why I think the auction felt so good this year. It was like, okay, we're welcoming people back in in the door. But then to build on that momentum, I think is um, important. And and to continue, I always say, like, I think one of my jobs as a minister in the church is uh, chief community builder, you know.
1: Love it. That's great. (laughs) I always say St. Ignatius was a a community relations guy. You know, they say he's all these other things, but I'd say, I'd say. (laughs) He excelled at that um, yeah, <laughs> and i would i would also just um i just on a on a more broad note I just want to share how inspired I am by the the young younger families and the newer parishioners and and how committed they are to it's it's hard to uh, especially during covid to to stay connected and to to be as committed as they are but you know, from the the principal to the teachers to um, all the the people who work in the parish, I I, I think Saint Sebs has done an extraordinary job in really difficult times. And I just want to say a big thank you to Rocky Marcou for saying yes, of course, um, to Father Peter Patrick in in and he's you know in helping to physically restore the church. Uh, that that that's inspiring too. It, it Gives us hope for the future that our church is strong and our community is strong and, and faith filled and, and will prosper.
0: I think it is examples like Rocky and uh, um, I was thinking about the cores and the Ambroses and the work they just did on the auction. It was inspiring to me. It made me want to be more invested. And in, I think that's maybe how it gets, you know, how, how it's contagious. Uh, you get inspired by other people like the Altenbergs. And then you're like, maybe I should be a part of that. Maybe, maybe I have something to give here. So, yeah,
1: we can't we can't write music or sing like the Polly's, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do what we can. Yeah,
0: yeah, that, uh, they are a true gift too. It's so, so many gifted people. I, um, I think this is like maybe the eighty-fifth interview I've done. We're getting like right up there, and it's like there's so many. There are just so many gifted people, inspiring people. We're just going to continue to share their stories, you know, as <laughs> long as people keep watching. So,
1: <laughs> well, I think it's it's wonderful, and even if it's just you and me having a conversation, I've really enjoyed it, and, uh, and it it reinforces why, why subs matters in, in my life and in the life of my family.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Rana. I I appreciate it. And I I really enjoyed the conversation too. Thanks for all that you do for, um, for the city and for the parish and uh, continued blessings on your journey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. All right.
1: Bye-bye.